Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 636, recording today live on Wednesday, the 23rd of September 2020, uh, as we scarily enter our second phase in the UK. And uh, I'll try not to dwell on it, but uh, I'm not looking forward to spending even more time inside. But hopefully we'll still be allowed to go out and meet in um, small groups and, and entertain ourselves. Uh, but anyway, that, that's really not what the podcast is about. It's not the lockdown advice. It's actually Sonic Talk, which is the, uh, to do with music technology, music production, uh, live production, uh, live streaming as well, in many ways as well, because we get quite a lot of that going on in this new world. And uh, software, hardware, I guess DJing to a degree, anything that involves delivery and creation of music and sending it to people is what we're at. So hello and welcome, everybody. Uh, I want to say, uh, first of all... Oh, there's a funny noise coming in on uh, Chicky, your uh, USB. Uh, but while I do that, we'll say um, Sonic Talk. Uh, there's a special coupon. If you go to Isotope slash Sonic Talk, uh, you can save 10% on Isotope products. And I've literally just reinstalled uh, or just installed RX8 on this machine, and it is absolutely rocking. We used it recently to just make things super quiet and uh, really useful tools. But there are so many things that they do. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, head over to slash Sonic Talk and you save 10% on Isotope products and you use the code SONIC10 at checkout if you happen to be there and you didn't enter that way. Anyway, um, we'll mention that a little bit later on just because we are uh, we like to spread the news. We'll say hello to everybody. Um, so let's start off with... Mr. Yoad Nevo. How are you, Yoad? Because uh, Charles is, uh, I think he's adjusting his audio. So, Yoad Nevo there in Nevo Sound in London. Uh, we were just discussing your uh, setup there. You've uh, you've got the Matrix Brute where he does his, he does production, mixing, also develops for Waves as well. Uh, a lovely backdrop there. How are you, Yoad? Are you well? Yeah, I'm well. Thank you. I've been a little bit under the weather for a couple of days, but uh, which is, you know, could be a bit scary these days, but um, now I'm good. Yeah, every every twinge, every sniffle sort of seems to excite a lot of uh, a lot of concern. Yeah. I, I can understand where that comes from. So um, we were talking just in the pre-show, which you can see over at Twitch uh, slash Sonic State if you want to watch pre-show stuff. Uh, you've got the Matrix Brute there. Obviously, the Poly Brute was a big update, but you recently... Uh, you were talking about the Polybrew, but then you said you got the DeepMind 12, and it's a bit been a bit of a revelation to you, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. It's so good. It's really such an amazing... And you know the, the, the form factor, it's like, uh, it's kind of small. It's almost, I don't know if you can see it, it's the th- um, middle 30, one on the, bot- on the bottom, on the bottom row. row. Right. And on the right of it is the Poly 800, which is tiny, and then nearly the same size. But, and to think what the what the DeepMind can do um, in such it has a fan because it's so small, you know. So there's not enough air, air circulation. So it does have a fan, which is a little bit noisy, which you can turn off. But that's that's taking a risk. But um, other than that, really, really good synth. I'm really enjoying it. Excellent. Has a lovely uh, sound. And is it, uh, is, does it, because I mean, obviously, that we, a lot of people when they buy synths, they're kind of concerned with fatness and size and space. I mean, do you find that it's fitting in a mix uh, because it's not as, maybe as yeah, girthy, yeah, like the Polybrew, yeah, which we, is vast? Just before, I, I, yeah, I feel that the, that the newer synths, like the, the Rev 2 and the Mini Log XD and the DeepMind, 
they don't have that kind of mammoth sound like the old ones like the Juno and the and the Jupiter and and all these guys uh, but usually you don't need that because a lot of the times in the mix you're actually trying to 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 make them small and even while recording you know using a compressor to kind of tighten it a little bit and and taking off uh, some low ends and uh, low end and, and stuff but these more new kind of newer synths are they just sound right i re they, they have the analog sound and they have the, the kind of depth and all that but they don't dominate uh, yeah. yeah interesting interesting yeah but it's a nice combination to have like the old and the new if you like oh right, absolutely. Uh, but i but i'm i lean more towards the the new right now right okay uh, and they forget. don't break no, no, or rarely, less. So uh, yeah. you should check out Yoad's new website, by the way, yoadnevo.com. He's uh, had a revamp and it's looking very swish and you can see what he's all oh, about. Uh, so uh, do check that out. Uh, and hopefully we'll have some a bit more news on that uh, in the coming weeks. We're just working on something where we've got some more content from Yoad uh, ready to go up. Um, anyway, uh, let's also say hello to Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, who's there in London also in his studio room. Uh, we were joking earlier, it's like the battle of the backdrops. Uh, so yes. you know, uh, and and you've got plenty of keyboards to your right off shot. So it's there's no, you're not to be outdone. Anyway, Charles, how are you doing? I guess doing lots more um, remote mixing and uh, all the stuff that one has to do in these times, right? I am. <clears throat> yeah, I'm mixing that. Uh, I'm still on that tiny magnetic pets album. Um, uh -huh. I think we have two more songs to go, and then I start a project, Electronic Act from Austin. Uh, so they're they're almost about to dovetail <laughs> so, it's quite a big scene in uh, austin isn't there electronic music yeah 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 especially since uh stranger things since, of course uh, of course the, that band uh god i forgot what they're what the it's band a hot is spot called. yeah which is funny because I, I used to live in austin that's where i learned how to record and when i was there i was doing now this is quite a while back i was doing quite a bit of uh house remixes and stuff for bands out of new york and when i when i told people in austin that I was doing a lot of house music and they're like, so is that like a house bar band or something? You know, it's like, I mean, that's kind of their knowledge of electronic music. It's like, oh, like that Depeche Mode group or something, you know, right. but, um, but now, you know, the, the scene is completely changed there. It's, there's very much uh, a thriving electronic scene. It's there. really interesting, isn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, back in the in the, in the sort of 90s, uh, or last century, you know, there was very much areas which had, so it was a Bristol sound, Manchester sound, and that's that sort of, that's sort of gone out the window a little bit. I mean, but it sounds mm. like maybe, is, is there, a, is there a, a, an Austin sound? I think there is. Uh, there's still, Austin's always been big on, you know, like, you throw a rock, you're going to hit a studio that's got, you know, a hundred thousand dollar mic collection. Right. You know, I, in fact, I, the fir very first studio I worked in there, I remember it, the guy had four U47s and a wow. couple U67s and, and, you know, just like a lot of these and, you know, old RCA mics and stuff. And these were just, just the mics he used on whatever, you know, right. <laughs> on the kick drum. He put, no. He, he actually used a 47 on kick drum one time oh, and it, it did sound pretty fantastic but I, I can't imagine the damage it must have done to the mic but Jeez. um but yeah it's just every people long before the big uh you know analog or i should say uh valve craze was happening and the audiophile stuff um i i remember just 
I, I just thought it was normal to have like a, a Neve 8068 in your studio. I thought that's, that's, just, what, yeah. that's just what you have, you know, every, every studio had that or, or you know, some tr is it, amazing is it oil, console. Was it, is, it, is it a sort of uh, a trickle down of the oil money that uh, used to just run the region? No, no, that, that'd be more Dallas. Uh, ah, okay. But Austin, Austin was just always really into this sort of alt country and roots stuff and, and just a bit of bluegrass huh. and they, they were just really into miking things really well and the, the so sort of national aesthetic i suppose as well right yeah uh, yeah but uh, i would say a bit more authentic than the natural wow. thing because natural's <laughs> nothing against natural it's just a bit of a formulaic sort of thing austin wasn't like that austin was very original in, in the wow. way they did things yeah i, I loved living there it's just too hot that's the only yeah, the only yeah, I can imagine. I've never been. Well, thanks, Jackie. Uh, Chicky, uh, that was uh, that was an interesting bit of insight. Sorry to keep you waiting there, Mister Matt Hodson, aka Maths, 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 uh, who's yeah. there in Brighton. Well, you can't just leave me waiting like that. Not a diva like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I do hope the right, care man. package like, we sent has someone so some way to Amelia. Five hundred pound for every ten minutes. By the way, you know this, Nick. We got this in writing. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. good. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Thanks well, for having me back on. Matt, educator, uh, live streamer. In fact, I was watching your live stream last night, a track from scratch, uh, where you did a load of stuff with uh, Bitwig. It was really good. Thanks. I really enjoyed it. Oh, and thanks, I, man. And uh, yes, I'd love to have you do something, some stuff with us. And I'll talk to you about that later. But uh, cool. So, I, well, I know what you've been doing. You've been doing some live streaming. Right? Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, um, I just did these. I just did last night and the night before. I just did a track from scratch, basically, uh, using bitwig um using the grid environment in there i'm getting a lot of i get a lot of questions about people about how i'm working with sound and i guess when you watch what i do you'll see that how i how i'm working with music is quite different from perhaps some of the other people who are doing a lot of tutorials out there you know i don't spend a long time eqing kick drums and hi-hats and shaving off low end and stuff i'm much more about just finding vibes and pushing the extremes and working with distortions and heavy reverbs and heavy side chaining, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, I, I, I think the word soup came to my mind, but in a good way. <laughs> it was like a good, hearty winter soup that's yeah. gloopy. Gloopy, yeah. It was. It I mean, sounded the, great. The, there's, there is a fine line, though. I mean, you can push it too hard and the soup just becomes a big mess. Um, and so I guess it's, it's always about just riding that wave of... Is it too soupy or is it too uh, custody or something? I don't oh, know what I'm saying now. <laughs> Which, yeah, well, there we could have uh, sort of thixotropic uh, liquid similes for the uh, the sound of your mix. Now, hmm, that, there's a whole vocabulary there that we could get into. Yeah. Thixotropic mix. I think that might be heading oh, towards there's your the title. title. There might be. A, I don't know how you... That's what. That's like cu custard, isn't it? This thixotropic and uh, corn flour. The thing that when you... Yeah. When you hit it, it goes solid, but when you push slowly on it, it seems like quicksand, I suppose. Anyway, it's that's like really... like the shields in Dune. By the by, yeah. I, God, I don't know where that where that went. Anyway, um, lovely to have you. And it sort of ties in a little bit with uh, with what we what our first topic is, which was a, a bit of a uh, throw over from last week, which was Fact Magazine, which they do their a track in 10 minutes, which is... I, I, well, well, we'll see this one. This is basically one with... Uh, um, whatever they're called, you know, Tangerine, Tangerine Dream, Dream, that's it. And this is uh, Fat Mag, Today uh, who do a series. Today it's 3 BPM in E minor. Um, probably it's called Betonwerk Session. 
That's uh, Torsten Kreshin, uh Paul Fricker, and Hoshiko Yamani. And a dream against the clock. Ooh. I'll play a little bit. I don't want to get busted for this, but it's it, it's well worth watching. It's 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 cheating in a bit because they're not really making a track or they go. They're just playing a track. I suppose they're improvising, which is, but it, it, it's it's very. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what really surprised me. He's got a JDXA. That really surprised me because I must admit I thought that was one of the worst synths that came out of that era. Maybe I just didn't understand it. Sounded nice. Anyway, yes, you get the picture. There's a 10 minutes, and then at the end, I guess, they've done the track in 10 minutes. It's not they get to the 10 minute 10 and it's ready. It's actually just the performance. Uh, Tangerine Dream, very interesting band. Obviously, they've gone through this huge, uh, well, the most enduring act of the 20th century. Edgar Fruz, 67, multiple iterations, and that was sort of current, some of the current members. Uh, I think I met uh, Torsten at Superbooth last year when we were out clubbing. I think I might have been quite drunk. I don't know if he was. It's hard to tell when the other person is, if you are yourself. But uh, he, he said hello, and and uh, and it was nice to meet him. And I think they did a gig there, but I think it was only going to be at three o'clock in the morning, by which time I was done and dusted. But this couple of things. I, I, I'll come to you first, Chicky, because you said in the comments, man, that his rig's completely out of phase. And I just, I, I listened on headphones, and there, it is, there's a phase issue with the audio that's kind of like, ooh, that's yeah. kind of... It's, it's his... It's his rig specifically. It just either if they're going TRS, it means one of the cables isn't plugged in all the way, or if they're using DIs, yeah, they just flipped the face somewhere in there and and didn't catch it, which is which is odd. You, you can especially tell if you just if you mono the uh, the the audio, it, it suddenly he just disappears. But you can hear her really well, yeah. But yeah, I, that was the only thing. I was kind of surprised they let that slide, but. I do like the track. It's it's you know it's 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 interesting to watch watch him do it. I, when they do this, are they doing it? it I'm, this is an open question, I guess. Are they doing are they doing it to multi-track? Or I don't know if they were. I think they were. I think they were just doing it. I don't know if it was to multi-track. I mean, I guess they probably were doing it just sort of live to to two-track mm. stereo. I mean, I, but yeah. I couldn't say. I mean, I I, I couldn't be for sure, I, but. It's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting guy. It's the first because usually the the uh, these are kind of some kind of beat maker slash producer fumbling around with a mouse and maybe an NPC or something. And some of them are great and some of them not so great. Um, but you know these yeah. guys can obviously improvise live, so it was absolutely fine. But I mean, it's quite I, a terrifying I think this prospect. Is great. Yeah, I, I think I think this is great. I I I do. Well, I may have issues with the audio. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think it is really great to watch. It's, it's great to see these people actually you know, playing and not just slighting clips, which doing a lot stuff. of people do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah. actually doing stuff. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot. Good. But I, I did have an issue with the audio. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Yoad, I, I don't know. Would you ever, could, I mean, you know, you've got, uh, are you sort of a an improvisational, could you, could, could you, uh, would you be comfortable in that situation if they said, okay, we're going to come and see you track in 10 minutes and you had nothing to start with? Would you be the sort of guy who'd be okay with doing it that way or you prefer... I think you might be muted. Sorry. Yeah, I love doing stuff like that. Um, you know, with the way I work, it would probably involve logic or a door kind of in a more sort of uh, profound way. Like I would make loops and record and, and record audio and program and throw uh, stuff on the screen rather than 
uh, hands-on and well depends on what i would do you know i can generate a an ambient track actually i did it once with um what's it called the mks 50 which is like an alpha juno when i just program finished programming the editor for it on here and i just did the track with just like a few layers of that you know something ambient and and the uh, value but but i want to i want to say about tangerine dream that um they they have been a massive influence on on me and i think that part of my a, a very fundamental kind of sonic imprint uh on my on you know the whole how i approach synthesizers ah, i think that, okay. that they have the most they had the most effect on on my programming and i can hear it and i have on on uh, you know a lot of synths that i made the presets um for that i've developed but also made the uh, a lot of the presets for that you will always find there some references to i think i have tangerine cream and uh <laughs> you know different, different tangerine uh, sorbet yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah i just love them and uh I didn't know. I didn't realize that they've released over a hundred studio albums, which is crazy. Wow! Uh, I know like wow. three or four, but I know them really well, uh, and I grew up on on that sound. It's just a part of my sonic uh, landscape for sure. Oh, interesting. I, I, they kind of passed me by a bit because it's just, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I would probably be the right age, but it just didn't ever, I was more synth pop and I didn't really kind of go that way. I uh, just want to point in the chat room on uh, Twitch, Architect or Actitrect, I guess that's his Twitch channel. We just streamed, live streamed 60 hours of nonstop synth improvisation this weekend. Wow, that might be worth checking out. If you get over to his uh, or her or their uh, Twitch channel, Actitect. It's like architect, but without the R's here. So, uh, Matt, I know you probably wouldn't have any problem doing this because it's what yeah, you did last on. night and it's what you do yeah. every day. You know, it's... it's yeah. yeah, totally. If uh, Fact Magazine, if, you, if you're watching, bring it on. I want to have a go at this, definitely. Um, I've seen some really good ones, actually. I really, really like some of the ones that I've seen out there. This one feels like there's quite a bit of prepared material that they're working with. But what I love about this is, I think they just say at the beginning... Um, this piece is just going to be in E minor, I think. So they pick a key and they just kind of work within that key. Um, and this is something that I used to do when I was a student. I used to run something called the London Synthesis Orchestra, which was a room full of people with synthesizers. And I would give them things like graphic scores, which just basically had lines drawn on them to open and close filter uh, and open and add resonance and things like that. And um, I would just t tell them to pick a key um, choose a random note within that key so it's just like a drone everyone's playing this drone they choose their own patch with very little modulation and i would stand at the front and i would i would be a human clock so i would use my hand to indicate the passing of time and sometimes i would stop and sometimes i would go backwards and sometimes i go quickly forwards and they're they're kind of watching me and looking at the graphic score and opening and closing these filters and adding resonance wherever they think you are on this graphic score. So um, you'd end up with this kind of morphing and changing, very humanized, synthesized orchestra, if you like. And I used to multi-track that and record it. And um, it's something that I've, I've threatened to get back off the ground again, actually. Maybe I should um, write to the Arts Council and get some funding and try and get that back off the ground. 
That's really interesting. Anyone, anyone so, who wants to be my synthesis orchestra, drop me a line. Maybe you could do an online one. I mean, an online one might work with a... So I'm curious. So did you develop your own kind of language? Because I know that uh, Tangerine Dream and... Uh, oh, who's the other guy? Clutch Schultz. They, they, cre uh, they created this sort of custom notation for sort of sonic shaping. Uh, so was that anything influencing what you did or did you come up with your own sort of no, vocabulary? At the time I was studying a lot of John Cage when I was at university and I was doing my master's. So I get, I think I was in, I was introduced to that kind of, um, particularly that way of thinking about you using time as being a human thing rather than a metronome or something like that. And then there was Eno with his graphic scores I was looking at and, um, a number of different people who I can't think of right now. But the thing for me was that the graphic score, I had to be able to give it to somebody and tell them, look, that line is the filter cut off. That line is the resonance. Follow it. There's the start. There's the finish. And watch me for the time as to where you think it should be. And on one occasion, actually, somebody had it the wrong way up. So they started at the end and went to the beginning. <laughs> so they were playing it. completely backwards to everyone else. So that created like this lead line throughout the whole piece. Um yeah, it's great. It's good, really good fun. It, it's just you don't know what's going to come out of it until the end, and that's one of the things I love about seeing people like this in the studio working with live instruments and improvising, semi-improvisation. Is you don't really know what's going to come out of it, and sometimes it's not, it's not great, but sometimes it's just really exciting just to be in that moment. More than the sum of the parts. Yeah. Here's yeah. an idea. Now, I reckon there could be a really simple kind of like web-based graphics program that would draw multiple lines of just graphing you know, something, and you could essentially have it almost computer-generated that everybody would watch at the same time, and so there could be a timer, and there'd just be a line, you know, that could go to each person, and you just kind of go, well, you know, play you more can, notes you here. You can just show it track automation. You can, uh, yeah. you can just take a screenshot of your door using oh, different yeah. uh, track automation lanes. And have people, mm -hmm. and, and so you'd put that at Zoom, send it back, and then people would just follow the line, and maybe, you know, they have a parameter they would play with, which might yep. be an effects end or might be if they're running an arpeggio, it could be the decay or the release of the notes. So they, they contract and expand from chords to single right. notes. Yeah. Ooh, I did. I did. That's very interesting. Uh, you can, I did you know that? For, um, oh, sorry. Sorry. Go, go sorry. I, I did. I did like a piece for filtering and resonance. I did one for different pitches. I did one for modulation. And everybody had brought in their own synth. So in the room, there was about there was about ten of us at one point, and there was a System One Hundred, there was an Analog Solution Modular, there was a VCS Three, there was a Wasp, um, there was even like Kurtzfile and Nord and stuff that like in there, and um, it was all multi-tracked, and it just sounded enormous through these speakers as well. Wow. Sorry, Yoad, you were you had something to add as well? Yeah, you can even sync. You can ask all these people to record it at home and then send it to you and in order to sync it you can play eight clicks and ask them to shorten the attack and join into the last four so they would hear four clicks play four clicks and then it will be a part of the recording and then you have a bit of silence and then you start the piece and then afterwards you can just get all the recordings from everyone and you'll just sync them to those four clicks that's a really yeah, interesting so idea. I, I, I'm so beginning to it. feel the bones of a kind of online collaborative, which is directed by a DAW with just some nice shapes in it. There must be other programs that you can just draw pretty shapes and have yeah. them scroll past so that you could use those. So they could be almost arbitrarily, uh, arbitrarily generated and 
whoever is online at the time in, uh, it would 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 just interpret them as they wish. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah, Ooh. it was. I guess I guess the nice thing about having everyone in the room. I think that's a great idea, Nick. I think the thing about having everyone in the room is that sure. when as they were going through the piece, they would be like looking at each other and going, where where are you on the score? Or someone would really open up their filter and have a really cutting sawtooth wave that would just cut through. So somebody else might just then go up an octave or something like that to try and try and beat them in the mix and try and stay at the front as well. So you had all these players kind of pushing and pulling the sonics off each other. It was it was really exciting. I've got recordings of it still. And, oh, that sounds um, really good. Well, you I've could, I mean... Web- you could you could create a track or two tracks per person, and though so therefore you know you can have they don't all have to be the same. There could be one person that's rising, and then that somebody else is rising at the same time. So you get asynchronous dynamics. That's what you mm. want. That's what makes it sound great. It's that it's that human error and everyone not pushing and pulling time a little bit, and it's it not being perfect. Otherwise, you might as well just record it all in a DAW yourself. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. Okay. I've I've got an interesting. There's some interesting stuff. Don't nick my idea, Nick. No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm I was thinking <laughs> so of an I'm idea joking. for. I was thinking an idea for an online thing where people could collaborate That's in real okay. time. If we could, only, if only we could figure out a way to make it actually, that this kind of notion of real time jamming. I suppose it, it would work with this system we have here with up to four people because the latency is sort of compensated, but. It wouldn't. Would it work with more people and not this system? It's you know. I I, I was actually looking at, to uh, talk about these kind of real time collaborative systems, and there are some in the pipeline. There's there's something based on the Elka uh, or the Elk system, which is the little board uh, that that that's got a box that will somehow sort out the lasers. There there are things on the way, and maybe it will become sooner than we think. In fact, I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, finding out a bit more about that. It wasn't quite ready for prime time when they sent the press release because there was nothing to show, but I'm I'm keeping on. I can't remember what the name of it is now, but I will dig that out and have a look. Um, I should. Uh, let's do... Uh, our ad or our sponsorship or whatever we want to call it. I did mention at the beginning, uh, I want to say uh, to our friends over at Isotope, uh, thanks very much for setting up. We've got Sonic, isotope.com slash Sonic Talk will take you to this special page where if you use the uh, code Sonic10, you can save 10% on any of the Isotope products. And I think... I don't know, but they haven't said it doesn't apply to things that are already on sale, which would be pretty cool. So you could save an additional percentage. But uh, so many things to choose from. We've got RX-8, which, as I said at the top of the show, you know, I've been using. Uh, we use Neutron on the kind of master bus of this output of the show, which kind of gives it that FM quality. There's Neuron, Neutron 3 Advanced, Ozone 9 Advanced. So many different kind of ways that you can uh, uh, take advantage of that. So I want to say thank you very much to them for offering a special exclusive 10% discount. Uh, in fact, I should probably post that in the uh, in the chat room shouldn't I isotope.com slash sonic talk there we go that's it and it will go you follow that and it will get you to the, the right place uh, right that was only the first title wow okay <laughs> the first one mm. so um, well I, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of riff with this a little bit because um, worth a mention was uh, the new Behringer Pro 800 
which has been mentioned. You know, it's not out yet. This is on uh, Synth Anatomy. Who I've seen Tom in the chat room. Hey, Synth Anatomy, I'm using this as a as a basis. This is uh, this was actually last week. So what they've done is that there's been a prototype posted. So the idea is the Pro 800 based upon the Prophet 600, which was, I believe, the first hardware synth that had MIDI built in as rather than a retrofit or an additional thing originally eight voices six voices they're going to make an eight voice and it's in combination with Gleagly and I wanted to who, who made Gleagly made some modifications for it so I don't know if we we're going to get those we can talk about that in a sec but uh, I spoke to Alex Ball who has a uh, well he, he he did a video on the Prophet 6000 Alex Ball very talented musician so just to see if you can enjoy this for a bit uh, to get a sense of what a Prophet 600 might sound like He's got a great set of sequential instruments all playing together. He's such a great musician. Drum tracks there. Ah, oh, I used to have a drum track. Pro One. That is so derivatively brilliant, isn't it? It's just, it's just so, it's peachy. It even sounds tapey, you know, it's sort of saturated enough. Anyway, the, um, the interesting thing about this is they're aiming to get this out in January. I mean, we, we do cover some Behringer stuff, uh, uh, although there's so many announcements that, that say we're going to, but this one looks like there is a piece of hardware. Um, it's going to be... They're trying to get it in at under $600 in January 2021, which is quite an achievement. And it's going to be eight voices. Uh, interesting. Uh, the original Profit had, uh, was SEM-based. So it had uh, uh, a CEM 3340, 12 of those for the voices, six VCFs and dual VCA. So that's the Curtis chips, uh, which I think Behringer makes some kind of version it's not i don't know what the status of it so that's enabling them to do these things um i don't know I, I charles i don't remember the prophet 600 being thought of as as all that great at the time but listening to all the demos i've heard it actually sounds quite good and i wonder if yeah. it's actually uh, why why wasn't it thought of so good at the time i suppose it was up against bigger heavyweights maybe i think that's what it is i think that's what it is i think it just got lost in the noise no pun intended um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember anyone talking about that synth much. I mean, I do remember it being around, but I don't, I don't remember anybody, you know, again, showing my first, age. I just don't remember MIDI anybody synth, having MIDI one. synth as well. I mean, you'd think. Yeah. I, well, yeah. When I think around the time that came out and, you know, MIDI was just starting to take off a lot of the people I knew still thought it was called M1D1. You know, they had no idea what it stood for. <laughs> they thought, thought like, uh, can I go buy some MIDI things? A MIDI, buy a MIDI? You know, they had no idea what it was. So maybe, yeah, even though it was one of the first ones to, to, to have MIDI built into it, maybe the demand still wasn't quite as, as big. Uh, but yeah, this, this one completely flew under the radar for me. I, I don't, I don't remember seeing it much i don't remember yeah, interesting one. I, i've seen one. i mean yeah. I, I remember seeing one in a studio once but it, 
I just remember, I don't know what it was up against, but it sounded sort of weedy compared to whatever it was that was in my mind's eye at the time. But it certainly doesn't seem that way. It's quite interesting how hindsight now, you know, the same, same. I felt the same with the CS15. You know, I always never used to go for that for the bass. But now, mm -hmm. now I've had it in this room and I've done a couple of Friday synth jams with it. It's absolutely massive. And I don't, maybe mm -hmm. I just had really crap monitors and I couldn't hear it. <laughs> maybe that was part of the deal. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I think also, you know, like a lot of these, you know, if you listen to on the, like the YouTube playlist, when they do these sort of 80s synthwave mixes and stuff like that, um, a lot of the sounds that are on there are sounds that during the 80s, I probably wouldn't have really gravitated towards. Mm, yeah, maybe. So, it, but now I listen back with a certain amount of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. So, you yeah, know, that's, that's I'm nostalgic for something I never really pursued. Liked. You know, <laughs> ipso facto, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, like I said, I, I don't really remember this being a, I, when I, I heard about Behringer doing this and I, I remember thinking like, oh yeah, that's, uh, well, that's, that's an odd choice, but yeah, whatever. If it, it Sounds good, sure. Especially at that price well, point, that's nice. Well, uh, there's a guy called Gleegly who does, uh, I think he's an Italian guy, and he does modifications. So he did, uh, he upgraded the processor in it because the processor in it was just absolutely no way powered enough. And so you can upgrade the processor so you get better resolution and faster and less latency of parameter changes. And he's also got a stereo pan board, which gives it a stereo output. Uh, and he's been working with Behringer on this, but as far as I can tell, uh, this doesn't seem to have a stereo output. It just has a single output, which I can see there. So I don't know whether they've incorporated all. I, I imagine the processor will be better, which would be a bit of a relief. I, I mean, you know, we've we've enjoyed the, uh, the 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 creaking CPU speed of some of your synths when you're trying to control the remotely via MIDI. So it'd be nice to have a bit more. <laughs> Uh, on this, do you th do you have Prophet six hundred um, fond memories? No, it's uh, like Charles and and yourself. It's not something that I've. It's probably the one synth out uh, from this entire era that I never uh, played. Um, but it seems like a good. Uh, has uh, has Behringer released? They haven't released the the what's it called. Uh, OBX, their version of OBX, have they? Not yet. No, we've seen some circuit boards. Because this is something yet. that I would, I would, you know, for me personally, this is something that will interest it, interest me more, uh, and I would like to compare it to the OB6, which is, I think that right now is probably the best sounding analog synth um, for for that type of kind of property stuff. It sounds mm. so good. It um, does, yeah. It's very uh, evocative. Yeah. So this is, I, I would probably wait for that one to come out and then see if it's as good as the OB6. Oh, mm. probably not as good, but like good enough. Yeah, yeah. I know, Matt, I mean, polysynths aren't really your kind of thing, although we, I think what you were talking last week that you were actually, you know, you've got the summit, or is it the peak? The you've, got, you've got the summit. So... But uh, it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting that this. I, I'm guessing that Behringer, because they now make sort of clones of the chips that were in these things, they can just bang them out. All the Sims that had that stuff in it, they can just go ahead. I guess, can't they? They can make all of that yeah. stuff. And great, and and looking forward to it because because like Yoad, uh, I didn't really have much experience with this particular synth. An old mate of mine, when I was at university, used to have one in his bedroom. And I I used to look at it and it didn't really fascinate me because its interface didn't really look 
as sexy as something like a Juno or something, you know. So I never really had a play on it. Um, but yeah, this looks really good. It being a mono output though is is kind of interesting for me because I guess on a poly, I'd, I kind of probably want stereo. Mm. But, I tell you what, man, listening to that demo that you just played, it was the drum tracks that really stuck oh, out yeah. to me. That Perfect. drum machine, dude. Um, I haven't really heard one of those before, but, and forgive me, is that sample based or is that, is yeah. that simple? Yeah, the, you, put, you, you, have, you put chips in it. Uh, you could put your, uh, uh, you could get chip sets for different sets of snares. Okay. Uh, and it, I, and I, I don't remember, but was there an EEPROM blower that enabled you to sample onto the chips and stick them in? I, I, I I think you know that's I don't, real. I don't. Real. I don't remember this, but I remember mm. the punchiness of this kick drum. This kick drum is a killer. Yeah. It's yeah. like it is. you know, it's just that sound, and it had this cracking uh, snare as well, which was kind of. It wasn't even gated. It was just cut short and really so compressed that it sounded <laughs> just squashed. You know, it was so exactly. good. It's the snare that really got me on that demo. Then I, I was just blown away by how. Yeah, how punchy it was and sure it was. And um, yeah, I'd love to get one of these machines and and ram it through, um, you know, some of the filters on the modular or something like that, which have got distortion built into them as well and muck it up a little bit more and then squash it all together using a multiband compressor or something like that. You know, take it away from its intended purpose of this kind of 80s, yeah, uh, electro cleanness and do something a bit funky with it. I might, I might see how much these are going for secondhand and get older one. Like, are they easy to put the EEPROMs in? You know, uh, can you just open it up and just slot them in? Yes, there were. It kind of opens like that. It's like the, um, it's like the EMU one. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a, they, they did a few, didn't they? They did uh, sequential circuits. Did uh, drum tracks. They did Tom. And they did something else. I remember borrowing a drum tracks from somebody, or maybe it was a, a Tom, I can't remember now, and, and, and having one of those really high-end production work, drum machines for a while. Uh, sorry, it's like the, the Oberheim. What was the name of it? The DMX? Oberheim uh, had, the DMX. Yeah, the DMX. They, they kind of opened in the same way, and you just uh, pulled the mm. chips and, uh, and put new ones. I'm just having to oh. look. A prom chip. Uh, what do they call it? They called it a blower, didn't they? Burner, EEPROM. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah. that's right. Because uh, Simmons used to. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Simmons EEPROM blower. And you got you got individual outputs on this as well, so you can treat individual voices through different compressors. Or in my case, I'd probably run like the kick and the snares out through different foot pedals, different filters, different types of you know slight different types of distortions, maybe through a, a synth filter or something like that. That's what I'd be interested in doing with that. Uh, but but you is. know that a lot of these uh, a lot of these old digital drum machines uh, they had like relatively uh, good D2A outputs on the left right and then the individual outputs would sound like really bad because they were like much inferior uh, ah. D2As. <laughs> so, uh, in, uh, in the in the like chat room, uh, Org uh, Tastic says. Uh, I think it's, oh, no, Orishastic, sorry, I do, samples exist, dot, 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 yes. Uh, I, I suppose that's a fair point. You can sample them. And, yeah. and sampling something that was originally 
a fairly crappy sample, you're probably going to be okay with the samples. But the, it's the physical experience, isn't it? So, so we're now waxing lyrical about the drum tracks and not the uh, not not the Prophet <laughs> not 600. The Prophet 800. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> well, I know that's fine. I mean, that's where it, it takes you, isn't it? Wherever it takes you, that's the point of a conversation. Interesting, though. I mean, I think that the... Um, yeah. I think I think this... It does sound it does sound pretty good. This, I mean, I am. Uh, yeah. uh, let me see if I can find the page again. The one thing I will say, it does look very much like the Pro One, and I notice on this whether this is a prototype, they're still going for the uh, uh, membrane buttons, which are the things that always go on these old synths. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like the fact they've gone oh, for God. that. Yeah, nice. Proper. It looks yeah. like it, it's the same form factor as the DFAMs and 3U. So I wonder if it can be, it can be racked up. I would imagine so. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that going with that and following that out on a lot, lot of their sins, like the Neutron and you've got the DFAM and so many of them are following that 3U format because people who are, have got modular gear, have got cases, have got, have got space for them. And it's very easy to build a case anyway, very cheaply to put these and rack them up in. So, um, yeah, go, go for it, Behringer. I'm, I'm all, I'm really excited to see what's coming out end of this year, beginning of next year with, with those guys. Definitely. I would like to see, seen it stereo. I agree with you. Uh, just another quick bit of news because it uh, was brought to attention. Analog four Mark two has yeah. been updated cosmetically i believe i don't think there's anything else going on but it's quite a sleek look because the original was light gray and they've obviously changed the knobs we were speculating whether it might be because you know end of life for certain component sets so they have to design something new and while they do it they may as well run a new thing but it looks very sexy so analog four mark two um and i think they're doing something with the analog rhythm as well new look but uh, anyway it's not it's sort of it's just a cosmetic thing as far as well so probably not worth uh, a, a complete uh, discussion about uh, but yeah interesting an interesting kind of bunch of uh, bunch of stuff from berger there and i hope they kind of get it out there and it works out all right. I would like to have seen it stereo though, if that's even possible. Um, uh, what was? Oh yeah, there was a, there was something else I wanted to talk about, which I didn't get round to last week. I teased it. Uh, um, uh, those of you, we talked about the uh, uh, Eventide Black Hole pedal, and we also talked about Zenaptic Adaptive Verb, which had this kind of MIDI-based harmonic shifting of the sort of in uh, harmonized reverb kind of settings. And I sort of got me thinking about, you know, what would it be possible? to make a synthesizer that used a frozen reverb or a shimmer reverb as the oscillator source itself, and then you synthesize that and cre to create, you know, I mean, it might not be good for kind of, you know, short staccato stuff, or maybe it would because if you envelope it. I wondered whether there was enough DSP in the world to be able to do that. And I just thought, as I've got Yoad on, I could re I could reconstitute that topic because he's a he's the DSP and coding king there amongst us. So, do you think there would be any legs in that idea, or am I completely off the mark? Um, so, in, if you're talking about algorithmic reverb, then it will always have a kind of a build-up time in order to get the kind of depth and and sort of thickness that that you want. Uh, the better way of doing something like that would be with an IR-based um, reverb. Um, and then there's the question of the decay. So you can get away with doing st monophonic stuff with a sort of gated reverb sort of setup. Okay. So you can, you can set it up in a way that, it will, that the note release will just 
kind of almost immediately kill the the reverb mm. and then the next note will start it again uh, so you could do it with a, with a gated otherwise you'll have a, just a huge, a huge, a huge uh, mess yeah, <laughs> well that's, that, that's so for clever but I was wondering because because many times you know the, some of the reverb like the reverb in the polybrute for instance the reverb uh, clouds there's lots of reverbs that almost only take a tiny little impulse of pitch to create this wonderful sort of sound of uh, um, uh, stereo kind of breath, you know, to create a pitched, a wonderful pitched sort of sound source. Maybe you just kind of go, you, you, you let it do that. And then, so you, there's a point where you record it and then you take a window when it's sort of almost toothpaste, like there's no delay, but there's some movement and stuff going on. I but, know. Uh, you know, but that's called sampling. Yeah, I know. Maybe you're right. Okay. <laughs> so you, you can just, you can just sample uh, your favorite, preset going through your favorite reverb sample every i don't know chromatically or whatever you want and just it will take forever but then you don't have to use all this tail you know you just uh chop it to a desired length and then you have you can control the release and the attack and everyone's happy i was gonna say i i actually it's funny you mentioned doing that because i just did something like this on the mix oh. today so what I did is I had an instance of um, actually use pink noise just because of the shape at well, sort of in between pink and white noises. Pink noise just tilted slightly up towards the high end a little bit. Um, ran it through uh, Shimmer, Vahal mm -hmm. Shimmer, and then I put Sound Radix uh, Surf EQ after that, and then I had it MIDI triggering, so it was only playing harmonics based on what I was playing on the keyboard and it was a beautiful sound. Oh, what, <laughs> so you great. were using like high Q points just to pluck out the, the harmonics well, from it, the reverb. So the Surf EQ has, you know, you can have a, so that it's MIDI controlled and it will only let through harmonics relative to what you're playing on a keyboard, for example. And so that was after the, the noise going into the shimmer. So it was the, the third in the chain and then a, a MIDI track for that. And I was, I'd play in parts and it, it just made this beautiful keyboard patch that was, that was nothing but reverb as the oscillator. Does that ah, make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It sounded, it sounded great. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to play with this a little bit. Maybe I can do something in live with freeze machines or, you know, that kind of thing. I yeah. Freeze know. machines would be great for I, that. I know. Uh, yeah. Have you have you thought of a uh, Bitwig uh, mo modulation matrix patch that will enable you to uh, to do this there? Yeah, Matt. No, but there was something that I I asked the, our listeners, your listeners, uh, a few weeks ago, which was: Is there a synthesizer or a sampler out there that would allow me to take any audio input in real time and allow me to start playing chords with it and use that as the voice in real time? And um, no one knew of anyone. Someone got back to us and it was a Synthstrom Deluge, which has got an audio input into it, which you can feed anything into it. So you could feed a reverb into it coming from your favorite synth or, um, or whatever. And you can play chords with it in real time. And that's probably... real time harmonizing and effort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And apparently it sounds great. It doesn't suddenly, it doesn't sound all pitched and a bit wonky and a bit granulated. And um, that, really drew my attention to thinking about getting one of these uh, mm. deluges to, to, to have a play around with something like that because there's so many times when I might just have a really cool drone going on in the computer or on the modular and particularly on the modular and then I'm like, oh, I wish this was polyphonic. I could now just tap 
that audio signal into Deluge and start playing some chords with it, man. And that's that would sound awesome. There were some uh, that weren't there. Some there were some Roland VP processors like the uh, and V Synth GT and uh, the V the um, the VP nine thousand, which two hundred. Well, the VP nine thousand was a really high powered sort of munging thing which i i'd need to look into that but that might do it as well that might uh because that did some real-time stuff um mm, interesting thought interesting thought yeah nice mm. idea anyway i just thought it was a, a it was worth a worth a chat and um, while i've got my face in front of the screen i want to plug again uh our discord server which is really ramping up in terms of the amount of people that are there i think we were we've more than doubled in the last seven days so you know if you want to go over and hang out there we've got uh, various different chat rooms there's obviously one for sonic talk live there's a suggestions one in case you have maybe want to throw a topic into the mix uh there's a promote your own stuff there's gear talk we might add some more but if you want to go over to that bit.ly slash sonic discord is the kind of permanent um is the permanent invite link so you can get over there and, and get involved and while i'm at it um we're also available on alexa on google podcasts on uh spotify uh, basically i'm trying to put this in as many places as possible these are obviously audio versions so do check that out uh and um yeah, if you want to listen to us in various places, you can. It's all been wow. sort of. It's all been. We're gonna be famous. Well, mm -hmm. you are. I, I don't know if I can make you any more famous than you already are, Yo know, Ad. But you know, maybe uh, maybe the the shot of your studio will become famous, uh, more famous. I don't know. Um, oh, I was going to post a link into the thing about the adaptive verb uh, business here. Uh, there we go. That's that guy. I love there. adaptive verb, by the way. Yes, I know. Um, I think, did you mention it last week? Somebody did. Uh, uh, may well I may have, because uh, I, I love that. Yeah, Ty turned me on to that, and I use it. Yeah. I use it quite a lot. It's basically a way you can have too much reverb and it not be as mushy as usual. <laughs> so <that's>, yes. <laughs> I approve. Uh, it, it sort of reminds me, of, There's a, a, we were talking earlier about Austin and Nashville, and there's this thing we used to joke about when I lived in Austin. They say, you know, the Nashville method, which is you put an, put reverb on until it's too much, and then you put a little bit more on. Excellent. That sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like a a, a good a, a good uh, a philosophy in life generally. Yes. Um, there yes. were a couple more. Does any? We've got two topics. There was this um, uh, the IJ rule thing, which um, yeah, let's let's just quickly talk about this. Do you remember we we did theory board? And uh, they did incredibly well with Theory Board last week, uh, last time they did it. And now they're in a, a new Theory Board, uh, which I've got a video for. But uh, it actually is finished now, but they raised over a million bucks on this thing. This is the, uh, have I got a video? This is this, this thing right, here. This which is going to be a complete walkthrough of all the features on the Theory Board. First thing so yeah, it's the, the pads. I mean, this is the kind of notion of uh, being able to play with uh, within scale and within chords based on. And I, I just can't believe that music. you could actually raise a million bucks on something like this. I mean, is there some is there some part of the music industry that we're not that or many people just haven't really tapped into? Is it the notion that? Uh, that, you know, making things simpler in the same way that iPad apps say, you know, they often used to say, you don't need to know anything about music to start creating. I mean, is it is it that or is it something else that's going on here? I was really curious about this. I, I'm, I'm, you're an educator, Matt. Um, well, I uh, what was, do you think? I was, this, I was bigging this one up, mate, and I th I think it's down to me. I was bigging it up that much. <laughs> I convinced all these Watch people. Cut. And I, I should be getting a 10% cut on this. So, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't know. that be great? Um, 
I don't know. This this is just obviously this particular thing has struck a chord. No pun intended. Nice, no with good pun. A lot of people out there who who just really gravitating towards this interface as, as a way to interface with their with their system, and 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 that's great. Now, you know who who are these people? Um, I don't really know. It'd be nice to find out. Are they everyday music producers? Have, have these been bought by education establishments, for example, around the mm. world? You know. Who who is buying these sort of things? What what is the price of the unit, Nick? Um, uh, four nine nine, I believe. Nine uh, nine. That's early bird. Uh, five nine okay. nine, five nine nine, uh, six nine nine. Ah, I think it's uh, yeah. No, I think it's six nine. I don't know what the original was, but I mean, it has unlocked a new features unlocked performance mode, change color palettes, bass mode, step. So these are software. They're very smart about this because I suspect they probably designed these in and add. You know, so they've added all these additional unlocked all these features because presumably you know a million bucks up front i mean while you still have to make these things and there's a fixed cost to that that means you can devote some some you can put some money into your coder who said okay i'll block out six months to to do that stuff because you can pay me i mean i guess that's the that's the deal but yeah i mean you know sometimes nick some sometimes you know you've got to say it's really good that some people just have the guts to go ahead and do these sort of things because it could have flopped. It could have just absolutely flopped and they could have less lost lost money on R&D and that kind of thing. Well, and the first one did really well, well as well, though. Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. But it, it just it just goes to show that sometimes it's worth taking a punt on these things. If you've got a, an idea um, and there, there are plenty of people out there that you can, you can help bring ideas to the table. If any of you are out there thinking about um, a, a particular synthesizer or an interface or MIDI controller or anything like that. There are, there's tons of people on the web that you can you can get on board and help you realize something. If you don't know how to code or if you don't know how to develop a project or or, or do your market research and that, um, but you think you've got a strong idea, get, get your heads together with some people who do know those sort of things. And seriously, you could be, you could be making a million quid like these guys. Okay, they're not gonna make a full million, but I'd yeah. be happy with that if I was them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, it certainly keep the uh, keep the bailiffs from the door. One would hope, uh, <laughs> and, and they've got a track record. It's really interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah, that there's the. Do you think there's the? It's it's almost down to this kind of you know we all we always talk about the idea of this holy grail of the perfect controller. I mean, this isn't so much about control of parameters. It's about control of music, which is a different thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it, and um, I would probably get one if it had uh, velocity sensitivity, and which th the fact that it hasn't is, um, I would say, a feel breaker for me. Does it? Does it mm -hmm. not? <laughs> Are we sure That's about that? <laughs> I'm not sure if we I, have. No, not. from the videos, it doesn't seem to to have. Uh, it, they all play kind of. It, it, you know, it kind of beats the point because you want to to get free of maybe you know knowing what you're doing or whatever, but you still want to 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 inject some some life into it. Uh, oh yeah, I can't. So you're right. I, I mean, there's no. I, I I'm not saying it's, that that's definitely right, but I've just tried to search for velocity on the page, and and there is none. It's not mentioned. The word isn't mentioned. So you could be right, but I wouldn't want to misrepresent it. It'd be interesting if anybody actually knows. Uh, from what yeah, I can a, tell from the videos, they're, 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 they're not, the sounds are not dynamic at all. Okay. Like whatever mm -hmm. comes out of the speakers is, right, it seems it's like fixed. it's fixed velocity. Well, that's interesting that even that, but even though they managed to 
raise a million bucks up front, which is kind of impressive. I mean, yes, as uh, various people in the chat room have said, yeah, they still have to deliver, which is also very true. I mean, they still have to, but there's no reason why they shouldn't. They've already done it once. I know. Um, what, what do you think? Have you got any theories? I just found it fascinating that you can, ah. you know, that, that, another pun, a theory, a theory. <laughs> yes, I, theory. Oh, yes, I theory do beg your pardon. Yes, very good. Uh, yeah, I, this sort of interests me. I, I, I'm a, you know, really big fan of the push. And I, so I love that. And, it, you know, velocity, aftertouch. Um, I I don't, I like, one of the things I like about the push is is the scales thing, but I don't like, I, I, I don't ever use it in a format where I'm not seeing the notes that are not part of the scale. Right. Because, you know, sometimes you want to do a major to minor shift, you know, or whatever. Um, so if you're, if you're, if you're, theory board or whatever set up in in a minor you know you're you're kind of kind of screwed yeah. if you want to you want to go to uh, do any accidentals <laughs> uh, yeah uh, <laughs> well yeah you're okay for c but um yeah so because of that and it isn't big but it does take up space that i just i just don't have uh i i barely have room for the push as it is um so this I, I think it's amazing that they raised money that like this kind of money for it. I think it's amazing what they've how they've been able to get this get this whole thing going. It just it's just not a product that interests me very much. Okay. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't get it. Interesting. Okay, I, I just thought it was fascinating that they could raise that sort of cash because it seems quite niche. That is but, amazing. Yeah, it is yeah. astonishing. Well done to them. You know, it was great to see a success story in times when often all we're hearing is is not success. We're in the wrong business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe so. Yeah, it's either that. I, I think yes, pornography, drugs, or theory boards seems to be the way to make you a million. Yeah. Bucks. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, um, on that rather uh, um, risque note, I think maybe it's time to uh, to. to Consider consider leaving the building before the police bats down the door and the, the vice squad start raiding my computer for for uh, any signs of any of that, which velocity. they wouldn't find. Uh, yeah, velocity. Yeah, raiding with, excuse me, sir, have you got any velocity? Yeah. Mm, not sure about that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, chaps, uh, lovely to have you. Uh, nice, nice to be able to talk as ever. Um, thank you very much to everybody in our chat rooms. We've got uh, lots of people on... Uh, uh, YouTube commenting. We've got the YouTube chat room as well, which I have here, and also our friends over at IRC. I haven't managed to find a way to combine them all together into one big chat. There's nothing that does all of it. They're all little closest. That would be nice. It'd be great to be able to have that. But anyway, it all seems to have worked. So we have a technologically okay day. Uh, at least I hope the front of the program wasn't uh, chopped off on on uh, YouTube. I'm assuming it is. But uh, before we go, I uh, just want to remind you guys uh, of our the deal. Uh, no, it's not that one. The deal that we're doing. Uh, if you go to Sonic Isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk and use the code Sonic Ten, uh, you can save ten percent. Uh, but apart from that, um, we're pretty much good to go. So Charles, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm sure you have more mix work to get back. Although it must be nice to get an air break once in a while. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure it is. Yeah, the only, only reason I have a break right now is because I'm waiting for another track to be delivered. Ah, I'm waiting for it to download. For, I was going to at least for another hour. 
Ah, okay. And now I can do my uh, evil robot eyes. This is the colour correction I have on you. So you're kind of you're flashing in a neon style. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's very infantile of me. But thank you very much for joining us. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we also have Mr. Yoad Nevo there in Nevo Sound. Uh, thank you for joining us too. And I'm I'm glad to hear okay. you're enjoying some uh, new synth action. And I'm sure there'll be more to come. What a time to be alive for polysynths, eh? And synths in general, there's so many of them. Yeah, great. You know, I just thought that about the fact that for like nearly 20 years, there were no proper new analog synthesizers. I think that probably the JS10, the Super JX was the, the last of the, the big the big ones from the, true, yeah. the 80s. And, uh, you know, and, except for uh, Dave Smith, of course. But, uh, but even... The, the let's say that the poly what's it called um, the profit eight and and uh you know but since then we have quite a nice uh yeah a, a bumper loop. crop yeah a bumper crop yeah absolutely uh, anyway lovely mm -hmm. to have you yeah thanks very much for joining us and Thank also you. mr matt hodson who uh, may or That's may not be contemplating another live stream soon uh who well knows? yeah I was going to do one tonight, and then someone, uh, I think it was Inky in the chat room, mentioned Gaz's shows usually on a Wednesday night. So yeah, I don't want to go head to head with Gaz, do I? No. So. Well, there's, I mean, he'll, he'll. You don't want him to have all the all the watchers. You need you need to have some for yourself. But uh, yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Gaz's show is on at eight pm, or which is on YouTube. Gaz Williams show. Yeah. Do a search for. I might I maybe know. I can sneak one in just before or something like that. I'd certainly like to. I was certainly hoping to try and do one pretty much every evening because I've been enjoying it so much actually, and I'm I'm streaming it as well to Twitch, Facebook, and um, YouTube all at the same time as well. Ah, are you doing the restream thing? Is that? Uh no, I'm actually using Streamlabs OBS. Oh, yeah. um, so there was OBS and now the Streamlabs OBS, which runs on a Mac. But what they've done is they've done the restream.io kind of thing, which is, is a bit cheaper um, and it, it allows you to push out and it's all integrated into OBS. So it's not like you're using a third party company to do it. And you get all these kind of widgets and graphics and overlays all included in the price as well. So it's actually a better deal, I think, than Restream. Mm, no, fair point, mm. fair point. Okay, well, lovely to have all of you folks. Uh, thank you very much for watching. That was, of course, uh, Sonic Talk, uh, episode 636. Uh, and uh, we will uh, see you all next time. Thanks for watching. Take care. Bye-bye now.